Hey guys, so for this episode, I got to interview somebody really cool. I got to interview Dan Argetta from this season of um, the newest season of Ultimate Fighter. Super nice guy. I thought the interview went pretty well, but my interviewing skills are a little rusty since I haven't done it in a little bit. But yeah, I just wanted to have a little intro here because we were talking a little bit before and so there wasn't like a clear cut um, kind of starting point. So just wanted to fill you in. And um, yeah, it was just a really cool insight on how he trains in albuquerque so i really hope you guys enjoy and i really appreciate this time so let's get into it train all morning and mm-hmm. then come up to this check this out flip the camera. i know where you're at looks freaking sweet that's awesome we're up in the wait so you you live there i stay in this cabin that's awesome uh, um in Albuquerque. Uh-huh. Yeah. We're in the mountains right now of Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who owns the property owns the house next door. Got it. And he's actually the one that takes us out for the the shooting and everything. That's sweet because it looked like you're completely in your element there. Like, are you used to that? Did you kind of grow up in the country? No, or what? I didn't grow up in it. Uh-huh. But when I, when I began, when I told myself I was staying in New Mexico, mm-hmm. um, Greg Jackson introduced me to to this guy yeah you know and he was a special missions unit in the military used yeah. to be a green beret mm-hmm. and he started teaching me how to shoot and you know how to use a bow how to that's you know, sweet do combat mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty sweet because like i bet did you kind of grow up in the city because you're from illinois right I, I grew up in the southwest suburbs of chicago oh chicago okay sounds good cool so like yeah i bet it's kind of interesting because you're going from like la to here so it's completely different which is actually kind of sweet probably because you get the best of both the worlds you know yeah you know not even that you know i got the best training partners wherever i go Mm -hmm. i'm never bored you know the shooting and shit (laughs) you know it's just learning a new skill set it's uh i already know how to be an you know, a non-lethal weapon, you know, and exactly. fighting. So to become a lethal weapon, but, you know, being hard to kill mm-hmm. is, uh, it's a good skill to have, you know, warriors, fighters, we deserve to do warrior shit. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. So you're allowed to like talk about the ultimate fighter, like your episode with like Ricky and stuff. I'm allowed to talk to about anything up to this point in the series. Okay, that's sweet. I just wanted to make sure because I was just super interested in your entire episode because it's literally like one of the better ones I've seen. And because I feel like the this season has did like a really good job of having a bunch of interesting kind of guys in it. And when yeah. I, because it was like. I agree. It, it was Everyone's professional. Everyone's a, yeah. a good character that, you know. You don't want anyone to lose. No, that's what I'm saying. I was so sad. Like, because, like, I wanted, I don't know. It's just so tough when I watch you guys' episode because it was literally like 1 a.m. or midnight, and I was watching all the other ones because I was getting caught up on the episode. And then I saw like Volkanovsky or whoever, like, line you and Ricky up. I was like, oh, God, I got to stay up for this one because it's going to be pretty <laughs> sick. But yeah. Um, so, I wanted to ask you to like start out because I want I watched your um, kind of intro one uh, interview that you did with John Morgan or whatever, uh-huh. and I was 
kind of interested. So like you probably get this all the time, like how you started at MMA. So I just kind of wanted to ask you, um, you know how you said when you finally met Cub Swanton, like Juan Arteleta after wrestling, after like doing some working and stuff, what made you want to stick with MMA, even though it was like really tough because, you know, like you said, it was probably not the bet. It was probably a rude awakening, like starting to get in MMA. You know what I mean? Um, I think I can attribute it to like my, my addictive personality, mm-hmm. you know, it, training and getting better at something that that becomes addicting. Yeah. You know, and then start, you know, you put yourself on a, on a path of, okay, I want to get this good by this amount of time. I want to get this good by this amount of time. And I understand that mm-hmm. it does take a lot of sacrifice, a lot of hard work, a lot of suffering, but right. that's my path, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it works for me. You know, my dad said something to me a couple of weeks ago. He was like, <laughs> you, you sure you want to keep fighting? I'm like, of course. <laughs> He goes, okay, good. You know, you're right there. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're almost there. Your foot's at the door. Right. And he was like, it's just crazy because, you know, you have it so good at home. You have a good family. You have mm-hmm. a good, you know, good home. You could have worked and, you know, ran businesses. But mm-hmm. he's like, you know how good you have it at home and you choose to suffer. You pay <laughs> for it. You know, you, you realize you have it so good that you need to get punished for it. Right. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, it's a part of my mentality. It's, uh, I want to get better. I want to be good and it takes work. It's addicting. No, oh, yeah. hundred percent. What was your majoring? Cause I, I know, cause you mentioned how you like, mine wasn't into wrestling and you're going into your fifth year. Like that's just uh, so I, interesting to me. Cause you probably gave your whole life to wrestling. You know what I mean? And then so to stop. I was majoring in, I was majoring in, uh, communication with emphasis on marketing and advertising got it my second major was sociology oh you double majored yeah shoot so you had a full plate on top of being an athlete too yeah but it was it was easy yeah i was just so far behind that i needed to get focused Mm -hmm. um i i enjoyed it though because it it carried with me all the way to now where i understand you know my audience i understand people i understand that people want to connect with me because i want to connect with people it, it, right it helps me communicate better whether it's mm-hmm. text on phone call video in right. person interview and i enjoy that i i i embrace the fact that i it's a skill and i learned how to you know hone that skill and while i was in college right no yeah i feel like that's such a good thing especially in because, I mean, although you probably didn't realize you're going to be a professional like fighter, communication is perfect. Because I, I always talk about how it's so cool, like the UFC and like MMA guys, they're so, especially ones that are super active on social media, I feel like they're super accessible. This, like other athletes, you know, like professional football players or basketball oh, players, they're, they're so hard to reach. Do you know why? No, why? Because they got helmets on. You don't see their face. Yeah, no, I guess, I guess that's true. You know, you got helmets on, you got jerseys on, they all got numbers, you know, and yeah, it's way more individual for sure. Yeah. yeah. And there's 20 of them on the, f- 24 of them on the field, 
22 know, for football. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh-huh. it goes to show how much sports I haven't been watching these last <laughs> 10 years. Well, you don't but have it, time. You know, it, it, uh, it's for fighting. It's different because you got fighters from all, all paths of life. You know, you got mm-hmm. guys that, you know, grew up in broken homes or troubled past. Right. Then you have guys like me, you know, competitors that I just want to inspire. I want to be, uh, I want to be someone that, you know, people that watch me can say, damn, this guy fights badass mm-hmm. and he's relatable. I can connect to him. He's funny. He's this, he's that. Like, no, yeah, that's exactly what I was doing when I was, wa- I, cause like I watched the episode like by myself with my girlfriend and then I showed my parents because between you and Ricky, you like they, my mom and like got into it too. Like she loved it and everything, which is really cool. And like, like you said, you're really relatable in the fact that I liked how your guys' episode really emphasized kind of the mental aspect of fighting as well. Like between like Ricky's meditation and you're like being so candid with how you feel about fighting. Like you don't put on like a facade. You're really like upfront about how it's, it's like, it's a, it's a legit scary thing to do. You know what I mean? And I appreciated that. Well, that was really cool. This is what people, uh, what they got wrong when I was trying to explain that I get, I get scared of it. It's not the fact that, that we're doing something dangerous. Yeah. That's not it. That's not it. Mm-hmm. Train more dangerous than yeah. the football. Because in training, you get your head hit, you, you stand back up acting like it never happened. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, what does that mean? That means you're going to get hit again, right? Right. You're going to keep. You're going to keep getting up. You're going to keep getting up, and that's where you take a, a, you know. That's where your health comes, where it comes down to your health. Mm-hmm. And in a fight, one mistake, you know, you'll just wake up. Right. <laughs> you exactly. you wake up. That's not what I'm afraid of in fighting. Mm-hmm. Right. What I'm afraid of is losing. I like people supporting me. I like the the hype. I like the fact that oh, half the people don't want me to win. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's what fuels me. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's scary to think. Oh man, one of us has to lose. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, one of us is going home with mm-hmm. half a paycheck. That's what scares me. Right. Yeah. Because you put in so much time and effort into it. Yeah. You know. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I. I seriously doubt that. Like you'd be scared of your opponent, but like the whole just. Yeah. Part of the kind of almost the, the failing aspect. That's the scariest part. You know. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh. Yeah. I didn't mean that. Like you're scared of the fight. Like I didn't get that at all. Oh no no no! I know. I. I just have to clarify. Yeah. Even my girl, my girlfriend was like, oh, man, like, I don't like that. You said you're scared. You never said that. I'm like, yeah, because I've tricked myself. You know, I'm not afraid of getting hit, punched with my actual opponent. Like, right. That doesn't bug me. It's, it's the. What's the word? The uncertainty that we yeah. sign up for. You know, who knows? That's why it's like, yeah. I always, I always try to enjoy it, like on TV or when cameras are on me, because 
you never know when it's going to be the last time that you get to fight right on tv right. you never know when it's going to be the last time that you get to inspire people win or lose mm-hmm. you know I, I wish they would have shown the whole clip of after my fight after me and ricky are sitting there looking at each other and i said it was crazy i love that because my coach told me oh get up get up so i get up and i sprinted around the cage and just yelled out you know I just yelled, I have the best job in the world. I looked at Dana White and said, thank you. This is the best job I've ever had. Yeah. You know, because that's how I feel about it. Right. It's terrifying. It's such, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's such an interesting thing, too, because it's like you guys were so evenly matched in there that, I mean, like, it, especially just in fighting in general, anybody could win on any given night. Like, it sounds so cliche, but you put in so much time and effort, and it's just that one day is just, the determining factor because in football or baseball you get to play everybody like multiple yeah, times a season you give, you give 15 minutes right to show what you've been doing for months right bro i take shits for longer than 15 minutes <laughs> exactly and it takes shits longer than that and now yeah. i gotta i gotta prove to the whole world that oh man my work you know it, it's no, tough i know it's hard yeah. um on paper you know ricky was supposed to whoop my ass and I, I told myself, I don't care who's in the house with me. I'm going to deliver. You know, that's mm-hmm. what I train for. I train to do things I'm not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that includes, you know, taking a, you know, quick veteran, a young veteran like Ricky mm-hmm. to war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I kind of got from you is you kind of, I feel like you rise to the occasion because you don't have, you don't, how many, you have four professional fights, five, five, five professional fights. Yeah. And then he was. He had, yeah, does he, he have like 11 or not? Yeah. Something oh, like that. He was 10 and 2 before we fought. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. But he took his first fight, I think, I believe when he was like 15 or 16. That's insane. How old were you? Cause you took it later and you, you started way later. Yes. I started after, uh, sorry, man. I, when I was sitting out in the backyard, I got eaten alive by mosquitoes. It's okay. <laughs> um, I started after college. Got, yo, yeah. Right after I got mm-hmm. done wrestling in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're, 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 you're going to be turning 28 in August? Correct. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool, that whole thing that you wanted to make it to the UFC before. Oh, hi. Hi, doggy. Is that yours? No, this is the landlord's. Oh, that's so- a big boy. Hunting dog. That whole area behind you, that looks just awesome. To be like trade at or just like be around. That's so sick. Dang. That's so odd. It, yeah. That literally looks like a place well, someone would go to for a camp, but you're literally living there. This is, I start camp and I come up here to the mountains. I get away from everyone. Yeah, exactly. That's sweet. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I like to. Like, for instance, I have three training partners living mm-hmm. with me up here right now. Yeah. One of them, he was my college teammate. We've known each other since we were 18. That's sick. The other one, he's one of my teammates in California. Mm-hmm. He, uh, Division One All-American college wrestling coach for a top program. Yeah. And the other kid's a 20-year-old up-and-comer. <laughs> so you got a good group of guys that, you know, mm-hmm. every day. We drive this station wagon down to the gym. Yeah. We train, come home. We come home on. There's the man. In the green shirt. <laughs> He's about to play catch with his son. 
Aww. I'm doing an interview right now, but Joe Hurst said he's going to play. And then apparently, as soon as I said something, apparently Sam had business to take care of. <laughs> Damn liar. He hasn't been busy all... He hasn't been busy. It was um, always something. That's so interesting because, like, was it tough being away from your team and stuff, like training? Um, no, no it, that wasn't the hard part. Like, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it leading up to my fight. Mm-hmm. It made for the easiest fight week and fight camp ever. Yeah. All the food was there for me. Right. Didn't have to go sell tickets, didn't have to freaking call anyone didn't have to that, yeah that is nice deal with anyone i didn't have to torture my girlfriend like while i'm cutting weight and be grumpy like i and i'm not gonna act grumpy in front of those dudes i'm just kind of going through the motion right so, but it made for an fight week was everything kind of as expected because in that one interview you talked about how you're used to living with guys that you're competing with so was everything kind of as expected of course yeah, yeah. It, this, we went into that competition knowing that's how it was going to be mm-hmm. you know and like i uh i really i test myself you know during camp i'm, I'm living with there's three other alphas in the house <laughs> right yeah you know there's three other dudes we're in we're in fight camp you know mm-hmm. like i'll show you i'll show you around okay so that's joe he was my old college teammate <laughs> that's sick so this is what the house is set up like. It's it's for it's for guys who wanna take the fighting serious. Uh-huh. We got our heavy bag, double end bag, a rowing machine, a treadmill, a sauna. We didn't have enough beds, so we threw the twenty year old on a couch. That's He's it. uh this is Sam Kilmer, he's up and comer, jujitsu prodigy. That's one of Ryan Hall's old training partners. Oh dang, yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan he's another. Sucked. Yeah, he's another big name, and you know he's out here putting the work with us. Sweet. This is what the house starts to look like. <laughs> Just getting after training. Yeah. Lazy as hell. Drop mm-hmm. these motherfuckers. Drop their bags. <laughs> Go up to the other bedroom. Chris, your pants on? <laughs> Dang, yeah. That that yeah, that's sweet. <laughs> For the other guys stay. You stay up there? That used to be my bed. Nice. You stole it. That's super cool. So how many total is it there? We got four guys in here. Right okay, now. got it. And then Dude, the two, and then the two you're pretty close with. Those are your training partners, or you're you're with three others. Yeah, well, yeah I'm, okay. the two I'm pretty close with, and then the young buck. We're getting him ready for our debut. He's trying to put in the work, and you know, see what he has to do. Yeah, kid works hard, and now he's making that transition. Right. No, no, that's something that's always interested me. Is do you just kind of send it or what? Like, do you just have a discussion with your coaches? You're like, okay, yeah, we're ready to go. We're ready to turn. Yeah. Ready to pro. Yep. 
That's it. That that kid, that kid, he's been ready. Yeah. Which is definitely way better than yeah. You're, yeah, you're gonna see him in the UFC in the next couple of years. Okay. He's only 20 years old. Right. And that's one thing I was gonna ask you is even though you didn't like you didn't and come like you weren't on the winning end of things. Is there any discussion afterwards in terms of like, yeah, well, this is a dude we want in the, in the UFC. I don't know. Can't really comment on it. You know, <laughs> that's so freaking cool. That's awesome. But what did you think? Honestly, I'll just say this. I think it's a popularity contest. Uh, I yeah. think I did show a good fight. Uh-huh. I do think I'm, ready to step up to that level and test myself right again you know ricky's definitely at that level mm-hmm. i didn't expect myself to show out that way and you know go to war like that but i did mm-hmm. and it, it turned out well right I, I gained some good fans off of it and mm-hmm. i'm happy that i was able to make you know other people happy just yeah. you know inspire and entertain that's why we're here 100 yeah because like okay not to be disrespectful to like prior seasons but like Especially in the 135 pound division. First of all, I want to get your thoughts. Like, what do you think of the 135 pound division UFC? Like overall, like it's pretty exciting to be once you're in the UFC to immerse yourself in that because it literally you can be one to f- the top 50, honestly, and those are tough, tough fights. Like, there's not much gap between some of those dudes, like Kyler Phillips, like some of these crazy good dudes, Song Yadong. Like, some of these guys are barely in the top 15, and they're absolute killers. So, like, it's pretty sweet. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think if you throw me in the mix, I'll disrupt it. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, because there's just, there's so many guys that are just insanity. I think you can you can put me in that top, you know, with the top five, top ten, top fifteen, top twenty five. I'll mm-hmm. disrupt it. I'll, I'll I'll make some noise. Well, yeah. When you um, have a the plan is to win it. You know, I, obviously I, you know, I started this because I wanted a shiny belt, mm-hmm. and that remains the goal to be the best at what I do and. You know, it's right now. I like I said, I just see. I know it takes. It's a journey. It's a process. Mm-hmm. Right now, I know with where I'm at and how I want to fight and how I want to just do it. Just get the damn thing over with. Like, right? Like, I know I disrupt that weight class mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, you you've progressed so much because yeah, have you you've been doing it for just like over four, just over four years now ish. Mm-hmm. That's insane, and you're already it's about, it's about to be four years in. September. That's incredible. That's crazy. So, and then do you have like when you're working at, because do you kind of, I mean, I don't want to see, because you probably love both places, but do you feel that you progress more at one training place than another? Is there like a focus? No. Yeah. Uh, I get, I get, it's all up to me. You know, sometimes I'll take a trip to New Mexico and I don't have, I don't get the results I want. Sometimes I'm in California I don't get the results I want. It is, it is completely up to me on how I'm going to progress. Mm-hmm. Um, when I come to New Mexico, though, yeah, I know that it's hard. I know that other people don't want to do this. I know that people don't want to be alone. Like, bro, I don't like being alone. Right. That's, why I have, that's why I have three training partners in, mm-hmm. in the house with me. Right. I'd rather it be a friendly alpha competition. Everyone, you know. It takes more than one person to go climb up Everest, right? Mm-hmm. It takes Sherpas. more than one. <laughs> you know, and to, to have four guys, all of us helping each other climb up, you know, 
one guy needs help up, one guy needs help up. Okay, one guy keep going, but we're also we're always turning back around and mm-hmm. helping each other up. And you know that's that's what I find when I'm out here in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. When I'm in California, it's it's everything is concentrated on. Okay, I got some of the best fighters in the world with me. You know, I'm friends with them, so I can ask them things. I can they help me with whatever I need help with. And you know, I, I, I'm inspired by those guys. I, I want to be there one day mm-hmm. when they believe in me, they put a lot into me and that's what separates these two places. Like right. in New Mexico, it's training camp. It's like, if you see the, the switch, like in my photos, like when I come to New Mexico, you always <laughs> just see me doing warrior <laughs> shit what we do we train we yeah. mess around with the boys and we're you know mm-hmm. just doing cool shit yeah when i'm in california it's time to play house you know all my friends <laughs> out there that fight you know they're all married they all got kids uh-huh. and it's almost like practice for me because my girl's in school she's working her ass off so when i'm there i gotta work my ass off okay she leaves her class in the morning okay i leave for training i'm right. with my training get home you know take care of that side of living where it's just being happy like everything outside of fighting right. when i'm here in mexico we try to keep it everything everything is warrior related mm-hmm. that's sweet yeah 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 you get kind of yeah you get a balance for sure what, what's it kind of like being around some of like the better fighters in the world because like do you ever get starstruck or because it's so crazy because no not yeah. at all yeah yeah i know they uh because, because like, isn't it surreal they, being around like Brian Ortega and stuff? Like that's no, no, no. Because those guys expect you to get better. They mm-hmm. just like I expect to compete with them. Yeah, they expect it out of me. Otherwise, they don't want me around. Right. You can't compete with someone if you you're starstruck by them and you're right. You exactly. Know, you look at them like that on a pedestal. They want they want you to do your best to put yourself on an even playing field. Right. Yeah. Because it, it's it's just so sweet that you're literally you were sharing the room a lot of times with the 145 pound champ, and he just seemed like he was just a normal dude. They're helping, you know. Even though you weren't you weren't on his team, but he was still there. You know what I mean? Like that's just pretty sweet. Oh, with uh, Alexander. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't bug me. Please. No. Yeah. But it's just super cool, though, you know. But um, I was going to ask you about kind of your thoughts. Or, or okay, I want to ask actually ask you about your approach. Because you know how it's two five-minute rounds? Mm-hmm. Now, like, do you just kind of, you're ready to go for just three fives? Or because I feel like so many guys try to start off we, super fast, you know. I, that would just we, be really hard. So out here in New Mexico with the amount of cardio that I do. Mm-hmm. We train for five, five minute rounds, no matter what the fight is. Right. Because at the end of the day, you never know what could happen. It could be fight week and the main event gets pulled out mm-hmm. and you're, you got to move up to main event. Now yeah. your fight went from three rounds to five rounds in the matter of three days before the fight. Mm-hmm. So we train for that. Right. Going into the show, I knew to train for three fives. During the my fight, I got a little carried away. I was like, I'm going to dominate this dude in two. Mm-hmm. And the momentum swung in the second. And that's what forced us to go into the third. Right. 
And, you know, that's my bad. And that comes down to experience and fight IQ that Ricky had. And I didn't, you know, hats off to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When, when you're like, um, yeah, I mean, I can't even, yeah. Cause it would just seem so tough because you guys were both so exhausted after the two rounds. You know what I mean? Cause you put your heart, because it was literally the best one so far. I highly doubt there's a bunch of other, but I highly doubt there's a better fight than that one. But when you're like, when after that, like the then the remaining time in the house, is it was it kind of hard, or you just kind of? That was the hard part about the show, right? Exactly. It seemed like that was the tough part, especially for uh, Raposo, because it was just such like a tough yeah. fight for them. Me and Mitch talked about it all the time, where it's mm-hmm. like I felt bad for him because yeah, it sucked. That right. sucked. I felt bad. I was like, damn, you lost two weeks before me and you've dealt with it. That was, mm-hmm. that was tough. Yeah. So you just, you just got to hang because a lot of other like game shows or whatever, you just leave when you're done, but you have to yeah, just hang around leave. and start keep helping. It. I bet that's, that's a good like growing experience probably. Yes. You know what I mean, yes, it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Really? You know, after I lost win or lose after a fight, you want to break it down with people. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to your coaches. You want to talk to your mentors and say, okay, this is how it went down. I could work this. You want to hear what they had to say. Mm-hmm. You want to talk to your family, your, your significant other. You just, you want to break it down. You want to talk about what the hell just happened. Right. And, and you so can't. to be stuck in the house for weeks and not being able to talk about it and just having to dwell on it and try to get over it was tough. And it didn't help that, you know, I had seven stitches in my head, so I couldn't even train. Right. I couldn't even get into training. I couldn't train for 10 days. Right. How does that even work? Like, if you were to move on and you had the... Because that's one thing I've always... Because people have talked about fighting in the Olympics and stuff, but it's like, what if somebody just has a freaking war and their face is cut up? Like, how would you move on in a tournament? You know what I mean? Yeah. You just had to heal up quicker than your opponent. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But... Um, you know, Ricky, Ricky couldn't do any, I don't think he was able to do any like contact training for at least a week. That's insane. That's insane. What did you kind of think of his, uh, were you kind of expecting something crazy to happen? Because every time I've rewatched the fight at the beginning, when he does the little yell thing, I've laughed. I like laugh so hard. It's so funny. Well, I think he, he thought like, oh, Dan's really tense. He's going to bite on this. Mm-hmm. I don't think you realize it wasn't being tense. It no. was being, it was being laser focused. I was, I didn't right. yeah. He didn't talk to me when he did that. It was no, like, yeah, I know. You definitely didn't. You weren't faced. Don't flinch. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Um, when because like you know how you have your uh, your pro fights, and I've noticed that they're, they're like in different organizations and stuff. How does that work? Like when you're, especially even now, because you're probably on the you have your foot in the door at the UFC. So, you know what I mean? How does, like, do you just go organization by organization? Is it just like a one fight contract per thing? Cause it, it depends. Uh-huh. Um, some organizations have like a UFC release, meaning if the UFC calls your number, mm-hmm. they can release you. Got it. There's have it where they're trying to compete with the UFC where, which is, nope, you can't go fight for the UFC. <laughs> We're better. We uh-huh. need you. Mm-hmm. You make us money. Yeah. Um, I I got I was fairly lucky. I had a I had a good audience mm-hmm. before I even went pro. 
Right. So I was able to get in with LFA for my pro debut. Yeah, I saw and that. Then, and then after that, uh, we went straight to Combates because they were going to pay me good right away. Yeah, that's sweet. They're going to fight on less than a week's notice. Mm-hmm. And that fight paid for my medicals for three more fights. <laughs> that's, that's good. They kept on upping my, my pay on... Uh, one fight contracts i never even signed a multi-fight dang yeah so it worked out and then went to lfa for the last fight because they were the only organization mm-hmm. that was holding fights around covid no oh, yeah that's tough yeah but that's been yeah that is not good yeah and then right after that about a month after that that's when we found out about the show mm-hmm. but a lot of guys you know if they don't have the audience or don't have the support aren't around the the top dogs, those fighters, there's no attention. You don't care to watch those guys fight on LFA, do you? Or CFFC or Combate yeah, or Bellator or UFC. If you can't connect with that person, because to you it's just, oh, it's just an average Joe, or if it's just a boring guy, or you don't really connect. You don't care mm-hmm. to watch them, right? Right. And I, for me, I'm like, I want people to watch me fight. I want people to be excited to watch me fight because mm-hmm. me knowing me, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do my best to deliver something. Wow. Like something <laughs> wild. Yeah. Well, like when you're walking out with a mullet and a crop top, I mean, who wouldn't want to watch that <laughs> fight? I'm the, I'm the only ultimate fighter <laughs> to walk out in a crop top. You're right. I know. I was going to ask you, where did that kind of stuff originate from? Cause I uh, saw your old picture. You just had short hair. When Rocky three, huh? Rocky three. Oh, got it. That's sick. Apollo Creed versus or Apollo Creed getting coached by Rocky. Nice. Yeah, that's, my that's kid- what we're like. I'm bringing that back. Like exactly. These girls want to start wearing mom jeans and bring back that. I'm gonna bring back crop tops for the guys. <laughs> Are you gonna wear pit vipers in a crop top on one of your walkouts? That would be, yeah. be crazy. Already, yeah. Pit viper times UFC. That'd be sick. Because my girlfriend, when we watched, you reminded her of Slater from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I respect that. Yes. But I won't keep you for too much longer. I just wanted to ask you like one last thing like or two last things because we were just talking about it. What was the whole selection process like? Because it sounded like Cub Swanson like, wanted you to do it and then you just kind of did it. Was there like an application thing? Like how did that even work? So we found out about the show in November. Mm-hmm. And since COVID, they weren't doing in-person tryouts. Yeah. Everything was done remotely. Right. <laughs> and it was basically I had to apply, put in my references, who I know, this and that. They got to watch mm. my film, watch, look at my <laughs> social media, all that shit. And every couple of weeks, I would get a text message. Hey, you moved on to the next round. Oh, hey, man. you moved on to the next round. And a couple months later, hey, you're, you know, then it. They're telling us, okay, we're going to do this before Christmas. And then they're like, okay, never mind. We're going to do it after Christmas. And then it didn't start all the way until the spring. And I couldn't fight it. I just had to wait. Dang. And, you know, there was a a lot of things we were trying to balance. You know, I was cutting down to 135 for the first time. You know, I was. Yeah. I was going to ask you about that because I noticed all your fights before that, they're at 145, right? Mm -hmm. So that's tough probably because yeah. I, I was gonna because i was assuming because since you're away from your team or something but you, you see you, when, 
like that would be kind of i feel like that might be harder i don't know uh, yeah Maybe you were more sure. focused you know like you were talking I think about I was prior yeah i think i was more focused. Yeah. um because i couldn't lean on my my teammates right exactly the job had to get done no matter what yeah. i didn't have you know it just had to get done because my teammates depended on that mm-hmm. yeah i can't even imagine you having to make my coaches depended on it right having to make that multiple times in a short period of time would suck though oh yeah especially when you're not even used to it oh yeah i don't yeah. know how, how i was gonna do it but it was, <laughs> it was gonna happen yeah You'd consider 135. That's gonna. That's where you're gonna be, though. That's your home. Yeah. 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 Got it. That's gonna be my home. I'm gonna need time. You know, at least six to eight weeks to make it. Right. Um, I could fight at 145 on a week's notice, though. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, did you intentionally have your weight lower to make the cut less extreme? Because do you know? In ad- oh, dude, I in November I weighed 175 pounds. Oh, baby. Wow. I was losing about five pounds a month, five pounds of fat every month. Dang. And I was, I was at 175 and I was only uh, 11 to 12% body fat. Wow. So I was jacked. Yeah, exactly. No, you, you're by far the most shredded on the scales that I've seen by <laughs> far this season. Like, not even yeah, close. It, it was, I was a, I'm a big 35er. Yeah. Really big. No, yeah. Uh, I did a... 15 pound weight cut i woke up 15 pounds over the days before weigh-ins okay the day before weigh so i i got there weighing 155 mm-hmm. 20 pounds over knowing that i might have to fight in a week yeah do you get a heads up before or at that face-off that's when you know uh you get a week so like at that face-off you get a week after that right so the day that we got there they basically say okay we're doing team selections. The following day, we're selecting the first fights. Mm-hmm. And then you get, they gave us five days to those first fights. And then after those first fights, it was a week. Got it. Yeah. Dang. That's brutal. But I really appreciate you talking to me. This is super cool. Like talking to you after oh, like you know. seeing you on TV and that. Um, you mentioned that you trained. Didn't you train a little bit with TJ Dillashaw? Yeah. Okay. How do you think that that fight's going to go down this Saturday? Uh, I think he's prepared. He's working hard. Yeah. You know, on paper, you know, I think he wins. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. Yeah. Never really. I never like to make assumptions mm-hmm. on fights because it's a crazy sport, dude. It's something yeah. that I would never gamble on. Right. Are you a big fan? Do you like watch him all the time? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Got it. Yeah. That's cool. It's like, for me, it's like watching a video game. Because <laughs> you're like, holy crap, like that guy is like when guys are so relaxed and in control, I'm like, wow. Yeah. Like they make it look so beautiful, so pretty, like an art. I know, 100%. I know some like the cleanest strikers, especially the, some of the mm-hmm. cleanest strikers are in the 135 pound division. So it's so much fun to watch for sure. But yep. like I said, with me, I'm, I'm there to make sure it doesn't look pretty. I'm there to disrupt <laughs> that. Exactly, for sure. But I really appreciate it. Thank you like so much. And I cannot wait to see like what your future holds because I think it's definitely bright because you're still so young and you've done it for just like not that long. And I, yeah, I can't wait. I'm happy that you kind of achieved your goal of making it, it like pretty like, I, cause I obviously don't know if you're in the UFC, but you've basically almost kind of achieved that goal of getting there. You know what I mean? 
Well, that, that wasn't the goal. That was just the. Uh, well, you said by like twenty eight, right? That's just a milestone, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I just I gotta. The reason we said by twenty eight to know that I'm not wasting my time that I am mm-hmm. getting. I'm progressing how I'm supposed to be being, but yeah, the goal is win a world title. Exactly. That's always been the goal. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I train at the gym where our job is to win world titles. Yeah. No one, you know, and, and it's out of Albuquerque. Everyone always counts us out. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone wants to see guys from California and New York and Florida. Nah, yeah. man, we're bringing the desert. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's sick for sure. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I'll let you get back to whatever you're doing. It's, it looks really like a nice evening there for sure. But yeah, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you, bro. You have a good one. You too.